Welcome back to the next episode of Always Be Thinking, a podcast designed to make you think. In this episode, we're going to be exploring a question that was asked recently on Quora about success factors of world-class marketers. Questions that ask for a specific number of answers or bullet points are always harder for me to answer because at times it can be quite difficult to narrow down a veritable multitude of possibilities into whatever random discrete number of points is required. However, at the same time, I appreciate the somewhat forcing nature of the question as it requires thought and intentionality over which factors, in this case, are of ultimate and penultimate importance. This style of question requires a great attention to detail and requires a greatest to least measure of success, and in theory, this isn't all bad. Just keep in mind that in practice there are many more criteria which may prove to be required for a world-class title. As always when beginning a response like this, it is important to consider what criteria we are using by which we measure success. There are certainly a variety of metrics that marketers are held to depending on their position, industry, and audience. It would be unfair in one instance to judge a marketer's success on adoption rate of a product if the product has a free level offering as the barrier to entry is relatively low. On the flip side, it's also unfair to judge a marketer's success on public visibility of a product if that product maintains a very niche market, such as government customers. Understanding therefore the criteria by which success is measured requires a bit of case-by-case recognition and evaluation. Therefore, in this response, I'll highlight instead of what I believe are three common success factors, which can be seen predominantly across all marketing professionals, and which are clearly evident in the marketers that many consider to be capital marketers. The first success factor, in my mind, is the ability to listen to the audience. I recognize I'll probably ruffle feathers with my first suggestion here, due in part to the recent tweet storms that have been brewing around this individual. And although many would not immediately consider Elon Musk to be a world-class marketer, I would suggest that in fact he exhibits many of the traits of one. This includes his ability to listen to the audience. Pretty much everyone is aware of Elon's proclivity to tweeting and his often rapid-fire responses to customer questions and suggestions. While his primary role may not be one of a marketer, his ability to listen to the audience and tailor his marketing message or company direction, as a result is easy to spot, and it's hard to deny its success. Recent tweets such as, if there's anyone in the third row, turn off air recirculation. Third row cooling happens by air entering from the front and exiting through the vents in the rear bumper, in response to a question about cooling in the Tesla. Or perhaps another instance, Yeah, that should improve soon. Software teams have been buried in Model 3 bring-up and tricky bug fixes, but that's mostly done now, as he responds to a customer complaint. Lastly, he often affirms a customer's opinion or view. You're right, this is becoming an issue. Supercharger spots are meant for charging, not parking. We'll take action, dot, dot, dot. I could go on here, but I think you get the point. Regardless of your current opinion of Musk's tweeting, there is no denying He listens to his audience. Therefore, my reasoning for this being point number one as a success factor for marketers is when a marketer listens to their audience, they are better able to tune their message and improve their marketing strategies. The second aspect of a world-class marketer involves their innate ability to connect with and subsequently empathize with their audience. Now, you may notice I call this an innate ability. 
But that's not really the complete truth. This is not so much a natural gift as it is a finely tuned byproduct from successfully listening to their audience as described in the initial success factor. Notice though, the act of listening, while valuable, is more than just hearing. This second success factor implies that the listening results in action, the ability to understand the thinking behind the voice of the audience. This discerning nature is the second characteristic of a world-class top-shelf marketer. The example I would share with you for this point is the Ogilvy marketing campaign for Dove, entitled Real Beauty. This decade-old campaign has only grown more powerful in time, and in less than a single month after launching, the Real Beauty sketches became the number one viewed online video ad of all time. There's a whole host of blogs, publications, and write-ups on analyzing this campaign, why it was so successful, and the marketing genius behind it. And I'll leave that for you to explore later. But my reasoning for including the ability to empathize with the audience as my second point, second factor of a world-class marketer, is when a marketer emphasizes empathizes with their audience and speaks to them in their language or otherwise tells their story, they're able to truly connect with the audience in a meaningful way. I'm a forensic artist. Worked for the San Jose Police Department from 1995 to 2011. I showed up to a place I'd never been and there was a guy with a drafting board. We couldn't see them, they couldn't see us. Tell me about your hair. I didn't know what he was doing, but then I could tell after several questions that he was drawing me. Tell me about your chin. It kind of protrudes a little bit, hmm. especially when I smile. Your jaw? My mom told me I had a big jaw. What would be your most prominent feature? Kind of have a fat, rounder face. The older I've gotten, the more freckles I've gotten. I would say I have a pretty big forehead. Once I get a sketch, I say thank you very much, and then they leave. I don't see them. All I had been told before the sketch was to get friendly with this other woman, Chloe. Today I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, a person you met earlier, and I'm going to ask you some general questions about their face. She was thin, so you could see her cheekbones. And her chin, it was a nice, thin chin. She had nice eyes. They lit up when she spoke. Cute nose. She had blue eyes, very nice blue eyes. So here we are. This is the sketch that you helped me create. And that's a sketch that somebody described of you. So yeah, that's... She looks closed off and fatter, sadder too. Mm -hmm. The second one looks more open, friendly, and happy. Mm -hmm. I should be more grateful of my natural beauty. It impacts the choices and the friends that we make, the jobs we apply for, how we treat our children. It impacts everything. It couldn't be more critical to your happiness. Do you think you're more beautiful than you say? Yeah. 
We spend a lot of time as women analyzing and trying to fix the things that aren't quite right. And we should spend more time appreciating the things that we do like. The final point in this top three list for cream of the crop marketers I have to give to the ability of the marketer to add value to the audience. This is, in essence, the culmination of the previous two factors and a host of others not mentioned here. Adding value means you have listened to your audience, you have empathized with them, and you have strategically determined the appropriate time and method to share your message with them in a way that provides real value. Too often in marketing, there is a semi-prevailing, frequently denied, practice of automated bulk messaging to entire audience segments without regard for proper understanding and intelligent messaging. Unfortunately, the advent of marketing automation tools has only caused this abuse to grow more evident. The final real-world example of marketing done superbly well, relevant to this point, I'll suggest, is Johnny Ive from Apple. Although, as with our first example, some may consider Johnny a polarizing character, his white background, white wall-roomed shtick to be overused, it's hard to fault him for remaining consistent in his work and subsequent marketing. Johnny consistently draws the audience to more than just another product. He focuses on the message surrounding a product. He empathizes, emphasizes the value of what he's doing as it relates to the audience. The notion of how Apple markets their products is certainly one you will find discussed incessantly on marketing and product blogs the world over. I'd recommend researching the ethos behind the messaging if you haven't done so already. They don't focus on features. They focus on the customer's experience and how their product adds true value to a person's life. A quote from Johnny says, It's a way that you demonstrate that you care for the people that you are making these products for. I think we see ourselves as having a civic responsibility to do that. It's important. It's right. It's very hard to explain why. This is our most refined iPhone to date. It is meticulously designed, engineered, and crafted. But it's the remarkable innovation inside the iPhone 5S that sets a new precedent. It's not just rampant technology for technology's sake. Every single component, every process, has been considered and measured to make sure that it's truly useful and that it actually enhances the user's experience. This care, this consideration extends to how we protect all of the important information that you actually carry with you on your iPhone. It's what led us to create Touch ID. I recognize this is by no means a comprehensive list. Again, I was forced to choose only three. And I'm also aware that there may be disagreement on the top three. As I stated in the beginning, there is an almost innumerable set of factors, which when all working together, complementary, create a world-class marketer. However, regardless of the exact ordering, I think you will find it difficult to create a case where these three factors are not present in the world's best marketers. You just finished another episode of Always Be Thinking, a podcast designed to make you think. What are your thoughts? What makes a world-class marketer to you? In the next episode, we'll dig in a little bit more about marketing in the digital age.